This is the Marching Health Audio Experience. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Marching Health Audio Experience. I'm really excited today because we have our special guest, Brandon Olander, on, which many people who are involved in the drum corps world right now and over the past decade have heard that name before. So Brandon, welcome to the show. Give us a little personal introduction about yourself and your um, drum corps and regular life outside of that. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. I have done drum corps the past um, six, six of seven years. I took a year off. I marched at the academy and then I marched for Blue Devils for five years. Um, I have done INE twice and I, I won both times on, on snare drum. I'm a snare drummer, uh, if, if anyone doesn't know. Um, yeah, I'm from Tucson, Arizona, and I just graduated from, from the U of A, uh, luckily before all this, uh, online university. So glad about that. Yeah, and, that would be pretty miserable right now. So you came yeah. to kind of drum corps fame when you were pretty young. Tell us what that experience was like, because that's how most people my age recognize you. The kids now didn't necessarily see that. They see you now as the person who won INE and were the center snare became the center snare for Blue Devils. So tell us what it was like to go from YouTube sensation to actually being the man on the Blue Devil snare line. Yeah, I was, I just count myself really lucky to be able to have gone to these system blue camps that they put on, which were such an, an awesome experience just to be able to learn from people who had been in the Blue Devils and then also to get to play with the Blue Devils. And so I had gone to the System Blue Camp the year before that in 2009 and had the chance to play uh, the Diddy with them. Scott, Scott just saw me like playing along as they were playing it. And so he told me to get up there. And uh, he kind of did the same thing the next year and, he, and the camera happened to be on. So they took a video of it and uh, kind of blew up, which uh, I'm really fortunate about I think because I think that kind of cemented my close relationship with with Blue Devils and with with a lot of the staff there so yeah um, ever since then I was kind of connected to them like always saw them over the summer and was had the chance to talk to them and get to know everyone so I think that that helped me kind of get the in to be able to um, kind of from a young age I also went to the audition camps so because I, I wanted that experience and wanted to obviously be at the Blue Devils as soon as I could. So I think that that helped with that. Absolutely. And you got a little bit of a jump on your audition experience during that time, right? So you were going to camps at a fairly early age. Yeah, I think I went to my first audition camp for Blue Devils when I was 12. And that was purely just because I thought, I thought Blue Devils were so cool because I'd gone to the system Blue camps and I just wanted another experience of just being able to hang out and drum for a weekend. So when you're teaching right now, as an instructor, are you always telling your kids, just go to a camp and learn. You never know what's gonna happen. Yes, yeah, I totally encourage all my students to audition for like as many groups as they can. Um, so yeah, so I have a lot, of, a lot of students obviously auditioning for Academy uh, because, of its, uh, because of its proximity, um, which is so awesome. I'm glad that we have that, that resource here in the state to be able to kind of inspire kids and then yeah have them realize like how much uh how much bigger the world is than they think 
Yeah, tell us about your last summer at Blue Devils because you got INE champion. You won the whole thing. It looked like a ton of fun. What was it like to age out this past year? Yeah, it was. It was so fun. It just was really like the ultimate drum corps experience. I felt like, um, obviously, like I, I think I think the world of the Blue Devils as an organization, and they especially take such great care of the members and everyone on staff is so knowledgeable and but also friendly and personable and so um the people at blue doubles really make it such a like a unique and wholesome experience that uh that yeah i think that that's like basically like the ultimate drum corps experience in my opinion <laughs> based on my past experience and then also just like what other people have told me of people who I've marched other places and come to Blue Devils. It's like, it's really a unique place. Yeah. And you had done a lot of drum corps up until that point. So it's the health and wellness side of things really seemed to be important for you to make it that far going through that many summers of touring, right? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. So what do they do differently or what do they just do well um, that, that you feel like has helped you be able to last that long as a performing um, musician? Yeah, at, at Blue Devils, I think there's a, a really big emphasis on member care, and that kind of manifests in a lot of different ways. Um, kind of the the mantra there is like, work smarter, not harder. And so we're never really like churning out reps like some some other cores might do. Um, and I think and I, I, th I think a lot of cores are kind of coming around to this idea too of like, it's good to give the body a break and like not um not kind of beat you down i feel like that was like the mentality of of drum corps of old um and then also we have um, a health and wellness team which is made up of different uh, physical therapists and people of different medical backgrounds that we have um, a couple of nurses um who come on tour with us um for different times of the year and so having them on hand um, is really, really beneficial. The members are able to, during their meal breaks, kind of talk to them about their own health and if they have any issues and like kind of what they can work on, different exercises, different stretches and um, assessing whether they need to, you know, sit out like for a rep or, you know, and then go back for a rep kind of, kind of deal. Um, so just having that kind of open line of communication is really, has been really beneficial as well. So when Brandon and I actually met each other for the first time in person, I was running around in the lot in Atlanta giving snare lines Gatorades and was got dehydrated myself because Atlanta is so dadgum hot and humid. And Brandon and I saw each other because I was going through the drum corps food truck lines just trying to find something to drink. And we had a moment where it's like, I know you because I've seen you on YouTube and he's seen me because I'm on Instagram. And he just looks at me as like, uh, do you need something to drink? It's actually this cooler, not that one. Let me help you. <laughs> so he's just a really down to earth human being and very helpful. Um, and being a section leader and you know having the spotlight on you, especially at that young of an age, requires a lot of humility. So tell us where that comes from and just your general leadership skills, what things you value. Oh, well, I have to say thank you for all the kind words. Um, I guess my, I guess growing up, my, my parents are both pretty quiet and reserved and, you know, they're not like, 
they would never be showboaty or anything like that. And so I think I've kind of emulated that. Um, and as far as leadership goes, I definitely um, saw myself more as like a, me a mediator, um, especially at Blue Devils. Everyone is so talented and, um, you know, capable of, you know, basically um, figure, figuring things out for themselves um, as, as performers that I really just, yeah, tried to kind of facilitate the, um, the rehearsals and like helping people understand, you know, whether it's like what the chunk is or anything like that. But I was always trying to get feedback from people and trying to make things as democratic as possible. Um, where people felt like they had a voice and then people could, um, you know, have their own opinions that we could kind of share. Um, but obviously trying to do it in like a timely manner that made sense with the rehearsal situation. Mm -hmm. And it's funny you use the term democratic because you were a poli-sci major, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was. <laughs> so those kind of go hand in hand. Sure. So yeah. Tell us what life is like now that you're aging out. Um, are you taking on a bigger teaching role, bigger performing role? What are the things that are coming, um, in the future for you? Yeah, so I play drum set in a band called Droll, which I, I really enjoy. I, I love performing uh, in that aspect. It gives me kind of the, the same same feeling as kind of performing with drum corps of uh, doing this doing this musical adventure with, with some really good friends, uh, some of my best friends. Uh, and then uh, I, do, I do teach as well. So I teach at my, my alma mater and also uh, teach private lessons. And I also had my first writing gig this uh, past winter for my alma mater, which was a lot of fun as well. That's pretty exciting. What teaching influences um, or what influences have been made on you being at the Blue Devils and being around so many great educators? What is your teaching style if you were to put it into words? Wow. Um, to think about that my teaching style i definitely for for my high schoolers i try to keep it light i'm you know i definitely i'm not uh militaristic or anything like that um I, I know that they're just you know they're just kids they're just growing up and they think that this is cool so i want them to continue to think that it's a cool thing i think that's like the most likely way for them to continue drumming or um you know, just continue having a, an interest in drum corps, or the marching arts as they grow up. And um, musically, I think my philosophy obviously has come a lot from Blue Devils and like the West Coast, if that's even still a, like a thing of, um, I think the, I think can be boiled down to just like staying relaxed and like letting the stick breathe um, in different ways. And, um, yeah, that's all that that's all that comes to mind right now. Yeah, specifics as far as hand technique, it seems like Blue Devils have a little bit more touch when they play. Um, it seems velocity and all that's very similar to some of the other groups around, but is there anything that you've picked up on getting down to the nitty gritty of actually playing drums that's different in the way you guys approach the drum? Yeah, I think... I think we definitely stay relaxed. And I think like the, the mechanics of how we approach, like, you know, different strokes and stuff like that. Um, it's something we, we spend a lot of time on and like trying to unify um, between like 
you know, I think, I think it's like a balancing act of, um, you know, playing into the drum and then also having rebound and like having that, um, facility to like play something with a lighter touch too. Um, so a lot of it is, I think it's just like dependent on the, the music that we're playing and like the situations for, you know, visually, if people are in front of the form or to the sides, then they obviously have to, have to play a little lighter. And so, um, it's something that is kind of always changing and evolving based on the situations that we're in. Absolutely. You do what the music calls for, right? Sure. Yeah, definitely. And that influences your style as an arranger and a composer that you're now getting into. And mm -hmm. you've got the drum set background too. How does that interplay with your composition for drumline? Ooh, I think maybe a lot of multi-percussionists just have like, have like a, a more holistic sense of like composition. And I think that's, that's something that I um, am continuing to like explore because I um, definitely focused more on rudimental drumming than any kind of concert percussion or anything like that. Um, although I think playing drum set is like, has, has one aspect of that. And I think um, another thing is like, obviously drum set players are really familiar with like groove and the backbeat. Um, which is something I, I continue to work on. And I think that that's something that's maybe expressed a lot in, in the music that they write too. Yeah, it's hard to go from rudimental drumming only to getting into drum set afterwards and really letting go of that rudimental aspect of what you do. Now, you've been through the marching arts for a really long time. Specifically, were there any things that you did well to take care of your body or things that you learned along the way that helped you get through those last couple of performing seasons? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, and a lot of it started in the off season, um, maintaining my fitness. And so I would work out um, most days of the week, either, you know, four or five days a week, um, especially getting into the spring, you know, the months coming leading up to the summer, um, doing different, you know, just, body weight exercises even just doing that is great i think um you know stuff especially to work on like your legs and your back and um for me it was it was my hips were like a weak point for me so building up a lot of hip strength and glute strength was something that was really important and i think especially for for drummers who have to crab a lot there's a lot of different muscle groups that you don't use normally um <laughs> that are that need to need, need to be built up and um and part of that too was just practicing marching. So I would just practice marching on my own. Um, and um, and I, th I think doing that kind of works on those muscle groups too, as long as you're using that, that proper technique. Um, I also, another thing that's really emphasized at Blue Doubles is um, stretching. And uh, we, do, we do a lot of dyna dynamic body movement too. So I think that um, that plays into it as well, I think. They, um, they do a good job, especially like the visual staff does a good job of incorporating different, different philosophies, different parts of, um, you know, we do like yoga movements and then we do obviously like the dynamic stretches to warm up and stuff like that. And then also we do some, we do some longer form stretching just to, to build up like the mobility and the flexibility of different muscle groups. Um, so it's a really holistic approach that I think um, plays into a lot of like the visual success and the, uh, of keeping your body fresh during the summer. I think one of the most important things you said is that you did this during the off season. 
which isn't yes. something a lot of young performers get. Like if, especially the high school level still in most places is in that let's start conditioning when we get to band camp. Oh yeah. Definitely. It all has to be before if you're really going to make a difference. And then once you get there, it's more of just maintenance of what you've accomplished. Mm -hmm. So when were you starting these things? Was this something that happened right when tour ended and you didn't necessarily do college marching band or it's something you usually ramped up in the winter time? I, yeah, I definitely uh, took a little break after each, after each summer, just, uh, you know, so, some time off, uh, you know, for my, for my sake mentally, but uh, <laughs> definitely um, would ramp it up in the winter months too, because um, for the, obviously like for the drum corps camps, callback camps and stuff like that, when we would be doing visual, uh, visual work, I wanted to be able to kind of excel at that point or, um, you know, or try my best to. So I wanted to be kind of prepared for that. So I would definitely be starting to ramp up you know, November, December, and then through the spring, it was just like almost every day just working out. Awesome. And you did not do WGI once you got older into the drum corps um, experience. How do you feel about that as far as just your physical standpoint? Did that impact you at all? Or you felt like you were fresher when the summer came around or it just wasn't something that really, you know, played much of a role? Yeah, I think for me personally, I maybe had to work out and uh, exercise and practice marching more than my peers because I wasn't doing WGI. Mm -hmm. And so I think for, you know, for people who are doing DCI or planning to marching an indoor group is a great, great gateway, you know, because you're practicing on the weekends, um, you know, all day. Um, but, you know, it's only two or three days a week. So that's a great way to like kind of boost yourself into the, you know, the physicality and the endurance of the summer. Right. Because it's really hard to go from nothing to spring training, which is, you know, full 12 hour plus days of having the drum on and being back on the field. So yeah, mm -hmm. that's all great. What, uh, what ways can people get in touch with you or follow your band um, as they're hearing this and want to learn more about Brandon Olander and his future projects? Sure. Yeah. Um, I'm on Instagram, Brandon Olander. Uh, my band is called Droll, D-R-O-L-L, -L, and we're uh, at Droll Music on Instagram and uh, drollmusic.bandcamp.com. Yeah, and we're on different other social media too, the same, the same app. .bandcamp.com, were you guys all in marching band together? <laughs> no, no. That's, just, that's, a, that's a funny coincidence though, that like the... <laughs> the indie uh, music, the big indie music host online is called Bandcamp. Oh man, I'm gonna sound like such a boomer for saying that. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. indie music, URLs. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't I don't think a ton of people know about Bandcamp. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a cool resource for sure. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate having you on. It's great to talk to you today, Brandon. And obviously best of luck continuing on with Droll. People go, go to their shows when they can tour again because they're awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me. It was great to talk. Yeah, man. We'll talk again soon.